Hey game friends, GM John here. After the bomb, Pursuit of Knowledge is a crazy, furry, post-apocalyptic, sapient animal role-playing game, and the podcast may contain some themes or content that may be unsuitable for some listeners, so listener discretion is definitely advised. Specific content warnings for all Real Play Games podcast episodes will be listed in each episode's description. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope you enjoy the show. Welcome, game friends, to the Real Play Games Podcast, a podcast where I, your game master, John, run my friends through a bunch of tabletop role-playing games, some of them pretty popular and some of them pretty obscure. The game that we're going to be playing today is our ninth session of After the Bomb, which is a post-apocalyptic sapien animal role-playing game from Palladium Books. If you want to find out more about the After the Bomb RPG or any of the other megaverse of role-playing games from Palladium Books, you can find them at www.palladiumbooks.com. As mentioned previously, I have all my friends here with me. Let's go ahead and start with Rue. Rue, how are you doing this evening? Doing great. Um, this is Rue. I play Blind Moons, the cat man that loves to blow things up. <laughs> <laughs> With certain destructive tendencies. Is that what <laughs> was worded last time? <laughs> I think that's pretty close. I said I, I like to explode things. <laughs> I'm OB playing Arlo, but who could be considered more level headed, and that's not just because of his buzz haircut. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Ames. I play Baranosi. Black Bear Mechanic, who is generally level-headed. If you don't hurt her vehicle, then she'll run you over. <laughs> I'm Harm. I play Lilbit Thumblejump, your friendly frack rat chimera. And she is not level-headed. She is not angry. And she is not that violent in particular. <laughs> <laughs> Again, she's here for the ride, I guess. <laughs> she cries. Did you just say she cries? She tries. Oh, okay. She would cry, but I don't think they're capable of actual tears. Just wailing and gnashing of teeth, I suppose. <laughs> Do they even have teeth? I wouldn't think so. Oh, frog teeth. Wailing and gnashing of gums. Ew, frog, frogs' mouths <laughs> with rat teeth is just a really, really awful Yeah, thought. it's worse, right? Yeah. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Anywho. I'm going to go ahead and throw this over to somebody else. I'm kind of running low on people that I can toss the recaps to. I mean, I'd almost just recommend people go back and listen to the previous episodes at this point because we're so far in. But this guy came free, so I guess I'm just going to have to go ahead and chuck it over to him. Uh, what was it? Lieutenant General? That's Brigadier General Thromboid Glimbin. I'm here with the second reconnaissance unit of the Empire of Humanity. I want to let everybody know that we lost a lot of good dog boy this evening, and we also lost a couple of really good units of power armor against a bunch of Cardanian terrorists and Philly extremists. We're going to be putting a bounty out on the heads of every single one of them that we've located thus far. And, well, we're going to extract our boys. Hoorah! Okay, that you know that's it. Next season, I'm not going to be having anybody do recaps. It's just going to be me because I hate that guy. He sucks, and that was totally distorted. The first and foursome was in a fight with some robotic armor suits the last time that we checked in on them, and they were in some pretty dire straits. In fact, we left last time with Blind Moons being the target of a very small flying droid that had just sighted him with some laser sights, and we're going to pick up right from that point. Bly, and everybody else who's watching this happen, which isn't really most of you because you're all handling the two remaining power suits that are a little distance away. You oh, yeah. see, Bly's yeah. all by himself. Yeah, he went off sneaking ahead and um Poor Bly. Yeah, things happen when that happens. <laughs> I'm running point. When you split the party. <laughs> <clears throat> 
Like you see a little tube pop out of the back of this strange bird's spine, you assume, and something red and bright fires out of it and up into the air. And it flies a long, long distance up into the air, and then it seems to just kind of be floating down very slowly. You unfortunately do not really have much time to appreciate this because you see what looks like a little set of barrels or something begin spinning on the underside of this bird. And tiny little projectiles shoot out of it and towards you. Oh, no. Okay. Well, there's a large gust of wind as that is happening. I give it my largest cat eyes. (laughs) It ends up getting buffeted a little bit by the wind. It's not very big. It's about maybe, you know, the size of a, a toaster or I guess an air fryer nowadays. And so it gets blown pretty violently and the darts that shoot out of it just shoot into the ground harmlessly. I rolled another natural one. Nice. (laughs) And with that, we would actually be going back up to the top of the actions that we had for the initiative, if I'm not mistaken, because the Empire was going last. At the very top of the initiative round, You see a flash of light come from behind the two power-armored soldiers who are currently attacking the bulk of the group. And one of them, well, let's see if the flash of light is successful. Did you say flashlight? Yes. Yeah. Do you want me to make it what that is? I just was confused because my mental picture got real weird. Okay, no, I said flash of light. Oh, okay. Yeah, although now I'm I'm more interested in the world where the, the other one happens, but that's not that kind of game. We're not playing that game. That's on the Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the flash of light strikes the back of the head of one of the Empire soldiers, and they drop to the ground. You can see that the entire back of their helmet has, it looks like it's been vaporized, and there's a large portion of the back of their skull missing as well. You see standing behind them, Holding one of the laser rifles that the other armored suit people had been carrying is your friend and mine, Piero. Piero! <laughs> Sorry I'm late, folks! Liblet cheers, but only he and the select few that can hear her are able to hear it. <laughs> well, I mean, what you doing? I wonder what the drone was doing. Like, all right. And then, um... Typical cat doesn't even acknowledge the threat it was under. <laughs> Well, I mean, to be fair, it's me rolling the dice, so he wasn't ever really <laughs> under that much threat. I don't know why it chose to throw sticks near me. I guess it's not that <laughs> dangerous. <laughs> and then I'm going to jump at the, the soldier. Okay, go ahead. Give me just an attack roll on the, on the end of it. And make it, since you're jumping and you don't really, you're not really trained to jump attacks yet, minus one whatever your normal bonus is. Like Jason Voorhees all over again. Uh, So that is a six. That's a six with your bonuses? Uh, Yeah. Okay. Plus two to strike, and then... um... He barely manages to get out of the way of you. Like, you're, you're awful close into just, like, flying into him, but he ducks at the last second, and you overshoot him. Good, I just wanted to be on the other side of him. Well, you did manage that. And at this point, it would be Arlo. Okay, where am I? You are, Kurt, well, you <laughs> just saw one of the two remaining power suits that you and most of the rest of the group, including the rodent cartel members, had been fighting, get shot down from behind by Piero, who was wielding a laser rifle. Looks like somebody went scavenging while everybody else went off to a fight. Awesomes. Yep, that's what they do. They're little trash creatures. <laughs> okay. Grateful for that. Anyway, my brain is as slow as my internet connection right now. <laughs> Do I just look at him, pause for a second, and okay, and just attack again the other power suit that's still remaining. Okay. You know, I think that's plus three. Well, that's are right. you making a burst or are you uh, like a single shot? Single shot now. Oh, you're going to single shot mode? Okay, then yeah, it would be, for you, it would be plus four, actually. Not bad. Okay, then, 18. Ooh, go ahead and roll for your single shot damage on that one. I can let you know what that is if you don't happen to have it on hand. 
Yeah, it was D6 times 10, but that was the burst. Yeah, it's 5D6 for a single round shot. 16 damage. Okay, you saw that the figure in the remaining power armor had kind of turned to look at their friend when they went down all of a sudden. And you take that opportunity to aim for one of the very small spots that you can see. You fire the assault rifle, you just switch it to single shot mode, and you blow off the man's lips. Mm. Yes. He screams in pain as blood is gushing down the front of the robot suit that he's wearing. Yeah, I don't think that's an injury anyone expects. Nobody ever expects to get their lips shot off. No. Not even the one making the injury. If you set out to do it, I would be way more worried about you. (laughs) (laughs) Even for his lips. Uh (laughs) At this point, you can see Lavinia and Andre both break off from the rest of the group and head towards the noise that they can hear coming more from where Bly is located. So it looks like he might actually get a little backup at some point. Uh, I believe I was heading in towards them. Am I close enough that I can run in and hit the remaining power suit with my axe? Yes, you can actually at this point make a clear shot with your axe on the remaining power suit. I would hope that you do not roll a one on it, though, because poor Piero is also real close. Okay, here's holding our breath. Nat 20. Ooh. Oh, my God. (laughs) This is why Liblet worships Bora. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So go ahead and roll your damage and then double the result. Uh, 25, so 50. Do All I right. double the 18 as well? Here's what happens. As the man's reeling around with his bloody mouth, the last thing that he sees is the blade of your axe coming right towards his face. And just centimeters away from where he was already wounded, Your axe hits him between the teeth and just lops the entirety of his head off before it lands in a big standing piece of rubble behind the guy. Piero actually has to duck to avoid getting hit by the handle on the thing. (laughs) Sorry, Piero. Heads up. He, He just, he laughs and gives you a thumbs up. He thinks it's hilarious. From there, the rodent cartel, kind of satisfied that there's no longer an issue here, they take off after the others that were going towards where Bly is located. So last round, I got exploded a little. You took a little bit of shrapnel wounds. I mean, it's mostly superficial damage, like cuts and burns. Light was I stuff. the only one hurt? Or no. Was- Polly T and Mr. X also got hurt from that same blast. Do they look okay? Polly T is holding his assault rifle with one hand and reaches his hand out to you. He's like, that's a couple of times now you ended up saving my life. And I mean, I ain't never going to be able to forget it. Come on, come with me. I'll take care of you. Uh, she takes his hand and goes with him. She, she's like, it's, I'm sure anyone would. And as you folks dash off towards the location where Bly is. <laughs> Bly, you have advanced hearing, correct? I do. Yeah, all right. I'm not even going to make you roll for it. You hear something in the distance, and you you know what it is. You've heard this sound previously this evening. It's the thing that dropped all these men in these strange suits off in the first place. Oh, it's a helper copter. Correct. It's a helper copter. Am I in range to hear him still? Next round, like on your next actions, he'll be able to project his voice to you on his next action. But at this point, it is the one remaining power-armored soldier (laughs) and his little drone. I am behind him, and I'm little. (laughs) (laughs) So the drone will have to maybe shoot through him to get you? (laughs) Well, you notice the bird-like creature, the drone, stops paying attention to where you're at and suddenly turns and starts moving forwards. (laughs) stupid bird (laughs) (laughs) as it does that you can tell that the figure in the power armor is well aware of where you're located relative to it because he whips around and tries to hit you with a kick kick with a fist is better than none right (laughs) oh it's kids with a fist i guess 
<laughs> okay, you can try and parry this, or you can try and dodge. It is a modified 20. Oh. I'm going to take it. You're going to take it? Yeah. All right. I want to be able to attack him next round. <laughs> okay, relatively low rolls. Fly, you take 20 points of damage as he hammers you in the Ooh. face. <laughs> Ow. So that's on my... It would be your your personal SDC, not your armor. Okay. Yeah, you, you're pretty sure you may have a loose tooth now because the last thing that you see before you take a powerful hit... I just picture him, like, hissing. Yeah, <laughs> but you, you are definitely going to have a swollen face. I'm going to grab onto his leg and just start scratching. <laughs> okay, well, I do want to let you know, at the top of the initiative order, that noise that you had heard is coming much more quickly. And all of you can see a large shape off in the distance heading towards the area that you're at. It seems to be following the red light that's descending from the air. <gasps> and we can capture it. <laughs> I mean, that's a bold idea. Uh, Piero starts heading towards where you're located at as well. So at this point, now we do go back to you. <laughs> Uh, I am going to attempt to hit him. With what? With my claws. Okay. Oh, oh my god, I do so much better with these. Uh, that's a 17. You see him try to throw one of the arms up, but instead you manage, especially with your strength, push the arm down as your arm lands on top of it, and your claws just rake into the metal of its chest piece. So I did no damage to him. You didn't do damage to him directly. You did it to his armor. It's like when you kick the cat and it jumps on you and scratches your face. <laughs> That's 10 and damage to his armor. You leave gouges in the front plating on the armor. You just It's steel and you are cat. <laughs> <laughs> Arlo, unfortunately, because of your speed, you are definitely at the back of the pack of the people that are heading towards where he's located at, so it'll take you another action to get there. Okay. You can see that running a good pace in front of you, you can see that Lavinia and Andre both stop, and it looks like they're getting their weapons ready to start firing, but it takes them some effort as well. Bara, you too, it takes you that long to get there, but you come around the corner and notice Bly in a fairly precarious position, and you also see a flying mechanical device. You specifically know it to be some kind of machine rather than a bird heading towards the group of you folks. You hear me say, your bird can't help you. Can't poop on me like you tried to. <laughs> How high is the bird? Can I throw my, my axe at? And of course, I retrieved my other axe. Oh, yeah, I, I, I figured that you would. <laughs> That's can not I throw something my axe you at it? leave around. Yes, you can. I mean, you have two of them, so even if you left one behind, you'd still have another to throw. What are you throwing the axe at? <laughs> uh, the bird, but I got a three. That's with your modifiers? Oh, yeah, uh -huh. you're throwing it. Oh, well, here's the good news. You don't hit anybody else with it. But you, especially with the group around you, you're trying to swing it to get it at the appropriate momentum to hit this thing, but you just end up having to check yourself at the last moment. And it sails a good distance, but then it just kind of hits the ground and kicks up a little bit of dust as it gets stuck in the dirt. The rodent cartel members that end up coming around, one of them manages to get there quick enough to open fire on the power suit guy. <laughs> the rest of them are just not big enough to run that quickly. You're gonna roll a one. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Yeah, you are you are safe on that. But it's bullets. They hit the back plating on this thing as it's turned around, busy fighting Bly, and it just kind of ricochets off and leaves some damage behind. It takes a couple of chunks of metal out, but these suits are incredibly tough. I'm gonna get the wet food this this can. <laughs> <laughs> And Mr. X charges up a shot and throws it at the man that's currently <laughs> threatening you. <laughs> Hopefully he doesn't roll one. Oh, no. 
he flings a bolt that goes past both of you, it makes your hair completely stand on end, Bly. <laughs> all of a sudden, you all see Bly's fur just fluffed out completely. Lippet's trying to be encouraging because she thinks that maybe Mr. X is having some self-confidence issues after hitting that other rat. So she's like, you almost got him. <laughs> Polly T tries to take a shot, but realizes that his gun is empty. And so he goes to change out the magazine on it. Liblet. Ooh, am I close enough to shoot now? Yes. You you hop into view with your crossbow already loaded. Um, I'm going to call to Bly. I got your dynamite. And I'm going to shoot an explosive crossbow bolt at the bird. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, I'll see you. Heldercopter coming. Heldercopter? How do you say it? I rolled a nat 20. Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) You want to come see? No, I trust my players. I also trust that my dice are always terrible, but it is going to try and dodge. If I get a natural 20... You don't hit it. Hmm. What have you got in a natural 20? <laughs> so don't say a, that. There's a 5% chance that you're not going to hit this thing. Otherwise, you're dealing double damage on it. <laughs> ah! Did you get a 20? I got a 1. <laughs> it tries to get out of the way of the rapidly moving projectile that's coming towards it, and it just exposes more of its frame towards your bolt instead. Roll it and times it by two or roll it twice? Roll it and times it by two. Okay. So that's four. 18 times two. 36. It explodes. Yeah. Kara <laughs> yells out, well done, Liblet. Its remnants shower the ground. Liblet feels so good when Vara noticed that she got a shot in. <laughs> I think it's the first time she's really succeeded in front of Vara. So, like, the angels sing from above. <laughs> At this point, realizing that they are in a fairly extreme amount of trouble, the power armor suited man starts running. He pushes past Bly and starts running. Who dismissed him? I want to pin him. <laughs> well, you can see opportunity <laughs> that that is not a thing in Palladium's megaversal system. But you see what he is running towards all of you at this point because of the lights on it becoming visible enough. It is whatever had dropped these people off before flying through the air at a very high rate of speed towards you. And you can see someone clambering out of the side of it and onto almost looks like a sidecar looking thing that has a very large machine gun mounted onto it. Liblet points and goes, Dragonfly van. <laughs> <laughs> I love that we have no idea what these are. <laughs> yeah, a helper cop or a, a dragonfly van. Take your pick. <laughs> And you can see on the front of the dragonfly van or the helper copper, whichever you want, there's a big long tube on it. And several, there's several like thumping noises as a couple of things come flying out of the tube and towards you folks. It's spitting at us. Yeah. I've taken so many explosions this battle. I <laughs> I don't fear them anymore. <laughs> As this thing comes closer at a very high rate of speed, like it was close to the horizon 20, 30 seconds ago, it is getting very close to where your location is at right now. You've never seen a vehicle or anything move this fast before, so it's kind of frightening other than the jets. Those were moving faster, but this thing is coming at a very aggressive rate of speed. Fortunately, as it makes its shot and these explosives come flying out of the front of it, A large electrostatic field surrounds almost the entire group. You can see at this point, Mr. X is down on both knees and he's holding his arms up with his fingers just kind of dangling. And all four of the projectiles explode against the field. You can see it kind of buckle in and a huge mass of flames spread along the outside of it. One of the rodent cartel members, the unnamed ones, hadn't managed to get within the, the area of the field and is incinerated. Oh, no. You see them trying to jump towards where the electrostatic field is visible, and they just disappear. It says, thank you, Mr. X. 
He doesn't really seem to acknowledge it. It looks like it's taking a lot of what he's got to hold this up. It flickers in a couple spaces. And you also see coming around the corner, Piero catches sight of this and immediately starts shouldering the laser rifle again. It looks like he's lining up a shot. Go, Piero. Get your revenge. Fly, it is now your turn. I'm going to grab my rifle. I think I have four more shots in it. It has an eight clip. I'm going to shoot at the guy on the side. Ooh, okay. So you're going to take a shot at the gunner. Or should I think how it's eye? I'm like, take out the front part where the eye would be. Try to aim for the driver. Okay. Yeah. Are you trying to hit them through the windshield, basically? I guess I couldn't see him. I, I could see the guy on the side, though, right? Yeah, well, I mean, you can target the windshield if you want to as well. It is noticeably yeah, we'll difficult to fly a vehicle with no windshield. I will try that. Especially quickly. Okay, go ahead. You'll then have a plus one on the shot. Ten. Mm. Yeah, I can't. If I could attack the thing, I would be good. <laughs> oh. You can see it looks like the vehicle is taking evasive maneuvers while it's flying forwards and attacking you folks. Your bullet hits the windshield. Does it do anything? Well, go ahead and roll for damage and we'll tell you what it does. I can't believe you got that. Yeah, he got very lucky because they're not moving at max speed. They don't have their maximum dodge bonus. And apparently the pilot didn't do great on his attempt to dodge. 22 damage. 22 damage. (laughs) You can't really see what happened because of the combination of the darkness and how fast this thing is moving, but you definitely made a very solid shot on that. What you feel is the eye of the creature. All right. Like I'm on my knee just pointing at it in the middle of the street. (laughs) (laughs) No cover. At this point, Arlo, you can now see that it looks like they are fighting some kind of flying vehicle that is firing weapons at your friends. I love that two people understand what vehicles are and the other two just guess when they see something. Is it a car? Is it not? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) As backwards as he is, maybe not bewildered by vehicle, by these things in They might just be a little bit alien, but yeah, he understands it's a thing. And I suppose I would be trying to shooting in the direction of the gunner. So you'll be, it'll be a plus one for you to try and shoot if you're making an aimed shot, or it would be a negative two if you're trying to fire a burst at him. Okay. I was going for a single shot. So yeah, you said plus one. Correct. Well, then that's a five. (laughs) Oh no. Yeah, unfortunately, that bounces right off. There's a little bit of armor plating with a slit in it where the gunner is seated, and it just bounced right off the armor plating of it. It doesn't even look like it damaged it. Got it. Yeah. You see Lavinia drops down to the ground and starts trying to line up a shot, and surprisingly, she doesn't take a shot at the helicopter or dragonfly bird van. She tries to shoot at the fleeing soldier. Good choice. He's running fast enough that her shot is off as she tries to hit him. As well, is Andres when he fires a spray at the guy. This guy is just leaving you folks in the dust. Like Tom cruising it out of there. You pretty much at this point, he's the only one left out of the entire squad. So it's like the subtitles would be intensely running. Taking a look at the drone that's been exploded, is there anything? Would any of my skills let me use any of the bits left from the drone to try to hack the plane, or is that just completely off? Okay, no, that is absolutely not something, unfortunately, you'd be able okay. to do. Yeah, I, I love the initiative, but that's that's a lot. Boy, it makes me want to play Shadowrun all of a sudden, though. <laughs> yeah. You know what? We'll, we'll keep that one in the ideas list going forward, so that's well. I really don't think my axe is going to do a lot of good here. No, unfortunately, you uh, cannot. They're approximately oh. a thousand feet away from you, so your axe cannot simply not travel that far. Can I um, first aid or herbal medicine or veterinary medicine or something to help Mr. X? 
Go ahead and give me a first aid check to see if you can kind of figure out what's wrong with him. Oh, no, I can't. Uh, 72 out of 45. Unfortunately, just knowing how far he deviates from the few humans that you've had time to do medical work on, you have no idea why he would be reacting like this. You assume it has something to do with the field he's projecting. With that, you can actually see he does get back up to his feet. He just looks like he's spending pretty much all of his concentration holding a field steady to surround you folks. And the rodent cartel members finally make it into the fray. Oh, good lord. They're shooting like dirt, too, though. They don't get anything. They're just wasting ammunition at this point. They were told they were allowed to. (laughs) (laughs) They shoot straight up in the air. (laughs) Having reloaded his gun, uh, Polly T now goes ahead and fires off a burst at the helicopter. Oh, my God. 20? This kid is gifted. (laughs) Now, let's see if the pilot can dodge that. He did. Uh, I'm not kidding. I just rolled two 20s in a row. (laughs) At least they were not us. You see Polly T line up the perfect shot. He is so very close to firing directly into the cockpit through the open area where the gunner had come out. And at the last second, the pilot jinks it sideways and the bullets just go flying past the helicopter. You were robbed, Levelet whispers. <laughs> Ooh, um, how close is the helicopter? A thousand feet. How close is the man running away? He is close enough that you could try and peg him with your crossbow. Yeah, I'm going to try and hit him with an explosive crossbow bolt. Okay. For 12. I think I get a plus one to that, a 13. Correct, you do. He is not trying to dodge. You clip him in the back of the leg. Blow his leg off. I just rolled a one, a two, and a three on my first, second, and third roll. Liblet, we're going to get you large size damage. Four. Plays, so you do bigger damage rolls. One, two, I rolled a three four is on a my six. fourth roll. <laughs> okay, and another four. So one, two, three, four, four were my rolls. Okay, so 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. Sure. That's not terrible. Yeah, I can't you... believe I rolled them like in a row. <laughs> you blow a chunk of his leg armor off. He manages, unfortunately, to keep his footing and continues running heedless of the assault on him at this point. And from there, after Liblet, we go back to Empire of Humanity, folks. Another volley of explosives comes out of the front of the flying dragonfly van and impacts the shield that Mr. X is holding up. He collapses once again onto his knees and you can see a stream of some kind of like dark liquid coming out of both of his nose holes on his face. They're killing him. Then the machine gunner fires. Even more fluid comes out of the front of Mr. X's face as he falls and kind of puts one of his useless hands down on the ground and is keeping the other one raised up above his head. You can see the field he's projecting starting to flicker heavily. We have to stop this. Mr. X is going to die. Piero finally finishes taking the shot he'd been lining up with the laser rifle that he purloined from one of the folks that is now dead from the Empire. Oh, God. Good God or... Uh, Good God, because they don't dodge this one. He shoots the co-pilot. Yes. Go, Piero. Thank God he's on our side. Thank God we saved him. We could have just been on driving. You hear screaming and see a burst of light and then what looks like a small bit of flames on the inside of the helicopter. The eyes are a weak spot. (laughs) Well, now that everyone's here, I'm going to take a shot at the, the eye. I got it. I got the thing in the eye, so it might scare it away. So that's a uh, 16. Ooh, unfortunately, with the co-pilot rather occupied, they're not moving quite as well as they had been previously. You once again hit the uh, windshield of this thing. It's eye. Yes. Okay, we'll do that. 16 damage. 
there is a loud cracking sound and you can see there is now a big missing piece in the distance of the front of this thing. And it starts wiggling a little bit in the air. It looks like they're having a little trouble maintaining its flight. Good job. Arlo. All right. That scene catches my attention. I just shoot towards the helicopter. Oh, is that just a plus one or like, is that a called shot? I rolled 17 anyway. Okay. What part of the hell you said you were shooting just at the helicopter in general, or were you targeting a particular I guess it's the, the front, the windshield. Okay. Yes. Then in total, you would have an 18 if you're trying to target the windshield from where you're at. Okay. The pilot, almost as if he had seen the shots coming from the muzzle flare of your gun, tries to veer out of the way, but your shot hits. Go ahead and roll for damage. I thought you were going to get stolen from too. Hey, my NPCs can't roll 20s all the time. <laughs> Hopefully only Piero. 18 points of damage. With that last hit, there is a massive crashing sound this time. And you see that all of a sudden it looks like they're having quite a bit more difficulty keeping this thing under control. Because you just shattered the front of the windshield on it. It is still moving in a relatively linear fashion, but they are not having a fun time inside of the helicopter right now. Both Lavinia and Andre, unfortunately, with especially with how it started flying a little more erratically, their shots just end up going off into the distance. And it's now only a couple hundred feet away. Can I heave my axe that far? You can't, but you notice something. Andre is very close to you and there's a grenade hanging right on his belt. I'm just going to grab that with a quick buy your leave and uh, throw it. Okay. You hit a jet with a hand grenade, but you can hit a helicopter. Well, yes, actually on this, she can. Yeah, because um, so well, they're close to a flat grenade roll to see if you can hurl this grenade. It's less that can you hurl it far enough but more can you hurl it fast enough that it doesn't explode midair before it gets there. Next up is Bly. Nat 20. No. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm going to roll oh a dodge. I've already killed one Nat 20 today, and I'm in the mood for killing. So pray. <laughs> I got a 17 plus three. So no. Here's how it goes. You throw it with every single fiber of muscle that you have. And this thing goes flying with about as much force as the grenade launcher that's mounted on the front of your actual target. You throw it so hard, it strikes the soldier that's mounted on the machine gun in the helmet, ricochets off of the helmet, and bounces inside of the cabin of the helicopter before it explodes. Go ahead and roll a D6. One. <laughs> One? One. Okay. So as the grenade explodes on the inside of this vehicle, unfortunately, it looks like maybe it just wasn't that powerful of an explosion. Maybe it ended up under something that prevented part of the explosion from being really effective. But you do see a figure on... It would be the right-hand side of the vehicle, but your left come falling out of the cockpit on fire and hit the ground. Did the she pilot... knock out? Oh, okay. I was like, did she knock out the already dead co-pilot? No, that <laughs> is the co-pilot is the one that just fell out. He was he... already dead, right? No. Oh, just injured from he just injured. That well, that, oh, okay. that was the straw right there that broke the camel's back. Nice. Yeah. And now we're going to see, again, if the pilot can manage to retain control of this thing. I want to I capture this so bad. Okay. I want you all to know right now, I just rolled a zero, and then a zero, <laughs> and then a zero. Oh. oh. Is that a critical pretty... fail? That's, that is. That's, that's the worst possible roll you can get on a skill check is a 100%. So I'm just going to take a look at the chart real quick. We are rolling extremes tonight. Yeah, not much middle ground going on here. No. Way to make Bly feel completely invincible. Like right? <laughs> if Bly had an ego before, <laughs> him 
him and Bara have got to feel like 20 feet tall at this point. <laughs> okay. You see Bly specifically, you can see because of your enhanced vision and your night vision, you see the pilot desperately trying to pull on something, but it doesn't appear like it's moving. And then you watch this giant metallic flying monster go careening directly into a patch of trees, spiral down into the ground, and explode. Livlet didn't realize that vehicles could explode, so right now she's reimagining every moment she spent in the van and realizing it could have ended in a fire. Um. (laughs) Bly turns around and looks at everyone and does a (laughs) backflip. So off. You can see, at this point, the rodent cartel, they gun down the escaping soldier. Uh, (laughs) Mr. X drops his shield as soon as he sees that thing crash. He hurls a bolt of lightning. It kind of seems to invigorate him a little bit. Polly T starts shooting. Liblet, are you going to take a shot? Yeah, probably with just a normal armor-piercing crossbow bolt, because I'm running lower on uh, explosives, and there might be another dragonfly van. Yeah, well, everybody feels pretty empowered by the fact that you just took down a helicopter, and you folks massacre the last remaining Empire of Humanity power armor soldier. And then we cheer. Yeah, we must feel like dragon slayers. Yeah. (laughs) Lublet's going to cheer, and then um, she's going to want to try and help Mr. X, because he seemed... She's going to ask him, do you need, like, first aid? Livlet, as you start cheering, Polly T actually drops his gun, picks you up, and kind of spins you around a little bit. Yay, she puts her arms above her head, because that's fun. <laughs> and then when he hears what you say to Mr. X, he goes kind of jogging over to Mr. X. But Mr. X just waves one of his noodly arms in front of you dismissively. And did he gets... put me down, or did he run? He carried you. <laughs> okay, but Mr. X is okay. Yeah. By the way, you Again. feel that Polly T has some pretty solid muscles underneath there. That might have been the reason you couldn't really pull him away from the explosion. Yeah, he's a lot heavier than he looks. And leaning down and kind of putting both of his arms around you, Mr. X picks you up, Liblet, from where Polly T is at and pops you up on top of his shoulders. She puts her arms in the air again and cheers. <laughs> this is the best day ever. <laughs> Yeah, all the remaining rodent cartel members are kind of cheering. Everybody seems pretty excited at the fact that you just absolutely routed the empire of humanity. Yeah, like a, like does like a hop, skip, jump, run back. <laughs> <laughs> Piero is quite enthused. You see him going over and picking over the remains of the empire soldiers in the power armor. Uh, Bara just remembered. What time is it? How much daylight is there coming? Or is there daylight coming? Why doesn't somebody with wilderness survival go ahead and give me a wilderness survival check? Arlo, quick, what time is it? Okay, I got that. 29 for 41. Okay, Arlo, you know it's about 4.30 at this point now. So We have about two hours left, if I remember correctly. A little under two hours. Yeah, 6.15 is sunrise. I remember that for a fictional game that I haven't played in a week, but if you were to ask me when the sun rose this morning, I'd have no answer. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Um, I hate to kill everyone's buzz, but we kind of got another problem we got to take care of real fast. At which point, Bara informs everyone about the deal she made to save Andre and Lavinia and how she proposes they do it. Namely, all these poor, unfortunate, idiot humans and dog boys. From uh, on top of uh, Mr. X, Liblet's going to say, Polly T, can you help us get there in time? Because she remembers that the van is very sick. <laughs> Polly T, for his part, says, yeah, of course we're going to help you guys out. I mean, look, we just kicked these folks' asses. We should all be celebrating. We're going to have a little bit of a meal once we end up going back after we get this thing taken care of for you, of course. Liblet beams at him. So I guess we got to get some bodies and go back to the camp and unload the ones from the van. I'm going to go peel the one in the one that I was fighting alone. The last one I was fighting alone. I'm going to peel him out of his suit. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to request that we try not to damage any of the suit or anything because I would like to come back and study them after well, this l- is done. <laughs> a lot of the suits are extremely damaged from the just the firefight that they sustained. 
you would have maybe an entire suit from what's left over that might still be functional. That works. There is one other thing that you do have. There is one remaining laser rifle and a grenade launcher still with the remains of these folks. I was gonna I was gonna ask about his grenade launcher if you took it with him. Because <laughs> you lost yours. Oh yeah, I, I did. Oh, it wasn't mine. It was theirs. I... <laughs> the mortar device that the last soldier was using is still intact. It's just it doesn't have an obvious firing mechanism. It looks like it may have been controlled by the drone. We can figure something out. So we got a grenade launcher, a laser rifle, a maybe functional suit of armor. It's it's oh, pieces okay. of a suit of armor, really. And then a whole bunch of bodies. Uh, I'll, I'll take the dynamite back a little bit. Yeah, she's definitely happy to hand it off. Arlo will comment that, you know, this is sick and wrong and disgusting, but so is getting attacked by giant hornets. So guess we got to do it. Yeah, it's not a bargain I was exactly happy to make, but... Why don't we just kill him like we killed the helper? Uh, they're my size. And there's an entire hive of them. There are a lot of wasps in a hive. Liblet says, as someone who has stepped in a hive before and been chased through the woods by wasps. They're already angry enough with us. I think diplomacy at this point is the better part of valor. You managed to get back to the encampment where the rest of the rodent cartel vehicles are located. It doesn't look like they had to split up. It doesn't even appear like they were attacked at this point. And everyone is very happy to see you folks return. They all comment about the huge explosion they saw off in the distance. And when they find out it was you guys blowing up something from the Empire of Humanity, they all cheer. You managed to get most of the Empire soldier corpses loaded up into the cart. The ones that had been squished with the car are very difficult to move because they're just so squishy. Tenderized. But even without that, you have more than enough meat and blood to offer to the wasps. You take Bobby G, whose name I made a point to remember this adventure instead of coming up with it and immediately forgetting about it. Do we take Thunderbolt Jones or? <laughs> oh, yeah, you take Thunderbolt. I, I will always remember Thunderbolt Jones. And I also want Polly T there if he doesn't mind since... Uh... Bobby told us that Polly was even better at talking to them, just in case we need extra help. Okay. As you manage to get there in the carts, it looks like the sun is just getting ready to crest. You cut it very closely, and a number of what appear to be drones come from the hive. You can see, rather than having Bobby G do it, Polly T walks up towards where these things are located at, and there's a group coming towards him. He stops and kind of puts his hand up to the side of his head for a moment. And as he does so, every single one of them stops. Livlet is watching just like with pure fascination. After a second, he kind of turns and looks back to you folks. And he says, all right, they's coming over to get the bodies. So just don't like make any sudden movements or nothing. You should be pretty good. They seem like pretty chill folks, honestly. I don't know why Bobby G was so worried about the whole thing. Uh, Polly, could you ask them, since we brought extra, if we might be able to work out something to get inside the university, the library here, as long as we don't touch their stuff? As the drones were starting to advance forwards after he had gotten the okay, but they stop again. And this time they start drifting around a little bit funnily. And you can see he's mouthing words at them, but he's not actually saying anything out loud. And when he stops, they start moving again and they head over to pick up the bodies. He says, oh, don't worry about that. I am really, really good at convincing bugs. So, yeah, they're going to let you do it. They just said that they want you to keep bringing them meat. That's where the Faustian deal is. Well, it don't got to be people meat. They said they... I was actually talking with them about it because they they was kind of concerned that you brought a whole bunch of dead, like, humanoid bodies. They said they don't like having them so much. They like them big four-legged ones that they find all around the area when they fly out real far. How? Yeah, that's it. That's what they call. They they call them the big black, white, spotty things. So I guess it's cows. (laughs) Just don't get, like, the smart ones. Get Get the dumb ones that live in fields and stuff. Absolutely. Bara will set them up with their own herd of cattle. 
they stop one more time in the air. They're still flapping their wings just fine, but it's it's weird. It's almost like he's maneuvering them as puppets. And he's like, yeah, they're cool. Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> they're flying around. And they come and start unloading one by one the bodies off of the back of the cart and taking them inside of the hive. What was that room? As they're flying around, Bly is doing that, like the... <laughs> Like the the chattering cat sound as they're like clearly like staring at them all. He's like, he wants to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that weird mouth thing they do. Yeah. yeah. Liblet's got her tail clutched to her chest and she's just watching Polly T. Like she's amazed because again, insect manipulation is pretty highly prized in her caravans because that's what they use as most of their beasts of burden. And what he's doing is pretty spectacular. Yeah. And you were all able to see that when he was using his ability, his eyes were actually glowing like a dull purple color. Oh, even better. Yeah, she's fascinated. She wishes she knew how to do that. And as he comes back to the rest of the group, he's like, well, everybody had a real long night, so I definitely don't think trying to get on the road this morning is a good idea. I think everybody needs a good eat and a good sleep so we can celebrate being one big familia. Liblet gives Farah puppy dog guys because that sounds really nice, and a familia sounds like a cool <laughs> thing to be a part of. Yes, please. <laughs> uh-huh. All right, you folks, come on. Let's go have a little bit of a rager. We got some booze. We're going to have ourselves a little bit of a party. If they don't notice that some of the stuff is missing when we end up getting back to Philly, then they don't notice about it. And honestly, with the story we got to tell them, they ain't going to be too worried about it. Cheers. (laughs) Will the Empire of Humanity come back for another round of violence? Are the Wasps going to live up to their end of the bargain? And what will our first and foursome do now that part of their mission is complete, but their truck is wrecked? Find out the answers to some of these questions and more on the next episode of After the Bomb, Pursuit of Knowledge. Pursuit of Knowledge is a Real Play Games podcast production. After the Bomb RPG and Megaverse are copyrights and registered trademarks owned by Palladium Books and used with permission. You can find the After the Bomb role-playing game and all of Palladium Books' other fantastic RPG products at www.palladiumbooks.com. Additional thanks to Rally of the Forums of the Megaverse for additional concepts, ideas, and inspiration. Our theme song is Uplifting Ballad by the talented Alexander Nakarada and is used under extended license, which includes sync licensing. His wide range of work can be found at www.serpentsoundstudios.com. If you want to get in touch with GM John or the cast, please feel free to reach out to us via email at realplaygamespodcast at gmail.com, chat with us on Twitter at realplaypod, or check out our website at realplaygamespod.com. If you'd like to help support the show outside of listening, please check out our Patreon page at www.patreon.com forward slash Pod. We appreciate your support. 